Mr. Dion Hunt. Hey, Tanner. How you doing, man? Great. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> You're welcome. Uh, so, the man, the myth, the legend, Dion Hunt. Um, <laughs> I want to first off say thank you uh, for being my first uh, business to public interview, whatever we want to call it. Um, I'm trying to come up with a name for this thing, and uh, one of my buddies was like, why don't you just call it Squaring Up with Tanner? You like to wrestle, you, you like to fight, and he's like, that's pretty good. Like, yeah, we'll try it. You know, just we'll square up. We're at a square table. Right, we're here. Yeah, we'll fight. Um, <laughs> we'll go over a few things. You know, we may get in arguments and disagreements, but at the end of the day, uh, I love you, and you're you're a great um, resource to have and an awesome person. So we really appreciate you. Yeah, uh, taking the time out to come and hang out with me. So, um, icebreakers, man. What do you do for fun? Fun. Wow. Good question. I love water. So I love boating, and this is a great time of the year coming in the summer, mm -hmm. kayaking, fishing, boating, you name it. I love being on the water. So, what, what's your, uh, Where do you typically go to the water at? Uh, Douglas Dam. I like going there, even if I'm just going there to look out and sit in my car and relax. And just take it all in. So yeah. Awesome. I just love the water. Love the water. Uh, I don't like Douglas Lake. I don't, don't get in lakes. I don't get in any water I can't see the bottom out of. Um <laughs> I don't know what's in there. I'm not getting in. <laughs> I've gone a couple times. I had some fish nibbling on my size. I'm just not into it. It freaks me out. Definitely got, not the ocean. No, well, no, I go waist deep. <laughs> oh, you that's, do? That's it. Interesting. Yeah, we go to the Gulf, so it's clear. You can you can see it. So okay. Destin's got some really good uh, water it's where you can just see kind of straight down into it. So, yeah. Um, I don't like the lake. Hmm. I've tried. I get in there, and I just get, I'm antsy nervous i don't enjoy it yeah but everybody we go with lays in their floats and they're having a great time and i'm just that's just not me yeah can't do it stay in so, the boat stay in the boat get hot i may jump in real quick get out right uh but i also don't like the sun because i get sunburned so that you know adds to uh not getting in the lake absolutely um so <clears throat> you are not only a business coach but also an athlete coach right don't yeah. you you coach some sport. basketball yeah. is my main sport yeah, yeah. What got you into coaching basketball? Why do you do that? Well, uh, I used to work in a church locally, and I was a children's pastor. And when I resigned, I thought, man, I have great relationships with kids, uh, families here locally, and I love basketball. Why don't I just pull, you know, five kids and meet me at the community center? And we did it uh, a couple nights a week. And uh, I think within two years we had a hundred kids. Oh gosh, <laughs> a week! It, it grew. Were you coaching all one hundred of those children? Yeah. Uh, what was really cool was we did them, you know, hour by hour. So it'd be groups of ten, twelve, fifteen. And uh, a couple years ago, we decided to rent out Top Jump, you know, trampoline mm -hmm. park. Yeah, I just we went, went there down on there. Sunday. Did you? Yep. Fun place. Yeah, I love it. So we're down there and. Uh, we had to rent the whole thing out just for all of our families, and I had a 360 camera, and I just could not believe how many kids, because normally it's just one class at a time, so you right. don't get to everybody there, and when I saw it, I mean, I, I just couldn't believe how many kids we were really... Yeah, that's massive. Yeah, affecting, so... So 100 kids, plus all their parents, right. probably brought some siblings, that kind of stuff, and you got the entire uh, top jump yeah. warehouse yeah. booked out. Yeah, it was, I bet it was, it was full. Blast. It was filled up, yeah. yeah. Well, hundred kids at one time, so we've we've probably reached three, four hundred kids in our county in the last seven mm -hmm. years. Uh, wow! So yeah, it started as just a hobby, and you know that that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. I mean, I guess I, that's what I am. I mean, I, that's what I love doing, and I right. love serving leaders that think big and 
you know, try stuff until you get it done. Right. So it's Trial it's just fun, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a game in itself to me. So I love so, winning, and <laughs> I don't care what all. I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, as long as I'm winning, <laughs> exactly. Jumping the highest on the trampoline today. Yep. Awesome. Got to get some kind of win. Um, so that's turned into a, a pretty big deal, though, right? All this basketball deal, tip off, all that good stuff. Is that right? Yeah. That- it really grew. COVID uh, took a hit, and, you know, we're right now in the restructuring phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've since moved it into my church program, you that's know, great. and they're building a the gym right now. Yeah. Um which is really cool because I can't run it. I mean, it became an organization in itself, and I can't run my business and this and that. So, well, it got the um, church involved majorly then. Yeah, um, reaching out to kids and yep, uh, taking care of them. That's awesome. Spreading yeah. the gospel. So, what's the um, the draw to this? You know, I, did you play? basketball in college or high school like what led you to like man I love basketball I want to teach all these kids yeah so I've been an athlete my whole life uh high school I played four sports I was a captain I was a four sport letterman uh part of my story is uh unfortunately I had a pretty dysfunctional upbringing Mm -hmm. and it took me down a path that was very destructive uh really all I cared about in school was social events parties uh girls and sports that was literally my life so when it came to school, I cheated my entire high school career, right. literally. So when it was time, I went to a basketball camp my junior year and uh, had a college in Virginia look at me and coach come up, talk to me and wrote me a letter. And basically I sent in my SAT scores and they said, hey, sorry, uh, you're not going to be a good fit here. <laughs> yeah, not qualified. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was my dream. You know, out of all the sports I played, uh, basketball was the one. And then uh, – you know, my story is then I went to college and things went from bad to worse. Uh, I had an aha moment staring in the, the mirror, holding on to it, looking in the mirror and thought, what kind of beast have I become? And I was drinking and doing crazy stuff. And uh, I don't mind sharing it because that was my aha moment that I wanted to live. And I think that's, you know, I heard one time you have two two lives. You have the one that's been given to you and you have the one when you realize you only have one life. And that was my moment. That was my moment when I, you know, it wasn't God. It wasn't Christian. It was, I want to live. Like, uh, if I keep going down this path, I'm going to die or be in jail or something stupid. Yep. So that was my turning point. And, um, you know, I said some kind of generic prayer, like, God, please help me. Uh, I don't even know. I'm just praying out to the yeah. universe, really. <laughs> and uh, that led me on a path to get clean, to cut out destructive people in my life, uh, patterns, and you know, it's really cool because then now, you know, many decades later, I run a company called Improving Life Center, mm-hmm. and it all started with a desire, a pain point and a desire, a dream to live. Right. And now I get to serve people who want to not just live but dominate, you know, people who want to maximize their experience uh, personally and professionally. Yep. And I love what I do because – you know, it's it's a privilege to serve other people uh, to see them get what they want. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So you answered one of my questions already because one of one of them was going to be, what was the fork in the road that made you mm. lead down the the path you're on? And and that, yeah. that fork was life or death at this point, is what it sounds like. Yeah. And, and it was like I'm going to die or I'm going to live, and exactly. it was a hard hard choice. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm living. Right. And then from there it turned and took off. Yeah. And then you just keep running and more forks and forks and forks and forks, but they're all progress. They're all, you're leveling up each time. You know, that's what's exciting. You know, who I was when I was 20 versus 30 versus 40 versus 45 now versus who I'm going to be when I'm, I mean, 
it's just a progression, you know. Now Continues. I have two kids, and you know, one's yeah. getting ready to graduate next year, and get to see her life, and uh, it's been really cool. That's um, awesome. I feel very blessed and very fortunate uh, on my path, and you know, part of the struggle has been it doesn't always go the way you think or see. You envision something, and then you run into these challenges along the way. And that's your moment. That's your fork. It's like, do I keep pushing through? I'm against this brick wall. So I know I need to get on the other side of this wall. And some people just get to the wall and then turn back around. Yeah. Can't go through the brick wall. I guess I'm done. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm freaking getting over this. I'm gonna either going to climb it. I'm going to get Walk a shovel and go under it. I'm going to go around it. I, I'm going to get dynamite. I'm going to get through this one way or another yep. because I can't stop here. Right. And I think so many times uh, we get to those walls and it's, you know, deflating. It's, it's sometimes it, it seems insurmountable, yeah. but, you know, I just feel fortunate that I've had a lot of those moments that I've been able to get through. And that's part of my story. I mean, I hired a life coach 10 years ago <clears throat> and it changed my life. And it was the first time somebody didn't come in telling me what to do and how to do it and why to do it, when to do it. They weren't giving me advice. They were asking me questions. <laughs> So the questions they asked me helped bring out this gold that was inside of me. I didn't even know I had all this. You just didn't know it. And I'm like puking all this gold over the table. And she's like, wow, look at this amazing value you have. What are you going to do with this? And I'm like, gosh, I didn't even know I had all this in me. What can I do with it? (laughs) Yeah. Like, wow, I can invest this. I I have real wealth here in front of me. And she helped me see that and unpack it. And I was like, after like six months, I'm like, how do I do that for other people? Because yeah, this is addicting, mine. you know? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to go help other people and families mainly. But uh, ironically, most people won't hire a professional uh, until it's too late or they need major counseling. And yeah. that coaching's not counseling. You know, coaching is very forward thinking. Yep. And then uh, good old Tracy King and uh, Chris King took a chance on me to take my principles into the marketplace and bam. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it wasn't I mean, on my radar, you know. Now I get to serve companies all across uh, literally the world now. We're international that's amazing. Uh, in Canada. And it's 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 amazing, you know, because I didn't see this at all. Yeah, so that's a massive vision um, yeah. that, that's taken off. Um, yeah, I know. So just to attest, um, we hired Dion uh, four years ago, I think. Yeah. And uh, our main goal was, you know, to keep employees and to keep, you know, agents. We had some pretty big turnover. Um, in 12 months, we increased our retention over 60%. So we grew from, uh, also we grew from 35 to 70 in 12 months. And we've continued to increase and keep those people. We're in four cities now uh, all across East Tennessee. So we're yep. in uh, major cities. So we're in, you know, Sevierville, Gatlinburg, that, that location, um, Knoxville, Chattanooga, and the Tri-Cities, Johnson City, Bristol location. So, yep. um, you know. And now we, Nashville, right? Yeah, uh, we're heading that way. Heading yep. that way. Yep, so that one's on the radar. Uh, we're not there yet, but we gotcha. definitely want to do that one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you definitely came in and, and helped us. And, and it's not like you're just saying, hey, this is what you need to do. You don't ever come in and say, this is what you need to do. It's no, always I don't have the it's questions. <laughs> and you're just really good at asking questions that people don't think about or they may think. It's like, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. And then you just have to, it's like, well, crap, I know the answer to it. So I guess that's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and I call you quite frequently with uh, pretty much anything that goes on. I'm like, I got to call Dion. <laughs> this is a Dion question. Um, and I have one yesterday. I was going to call you on, but uh, we'll save that for after this. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't think it should be recorded. Um, so uh, Dion, 
in your own words, what does the phrase servant leadership mean? Mm. You know, there's all kinds of leaders. There's good leaders. There's great leaders. When I think of a servant leader, what I think about is someone who is leading others with a servant's heart. It's not a doormat by any means. Uh, it is somebody who has someone else's best interests at heart, and they are willing to do what it takes to make somebody else successful. Yeah. And that's the opposite a lot of times of corporate America where you know research shows 60 to 70% of employees are not satisfied at work. Well, right. why? The system's not working yep. because it's, it's a top-down, I'm over you. You do what I say. Exactly, or else... Um, And so it doesn't work. You know, it works for the top players, but it doesn't work for everybody else. And more than ever, with the way, you know, the demand is, look how hard it is to hire people now. I mean... Unemployment rates are high. Yeah, it's it's a tough market, and everybody's business is going to be booming, and everyone's freaking out saying, how am I going to get help? So the teams who have already fostered a servant leadership model already have the infrastructure to grow from. And the ones who don't, they already are suffering, but they're going to really see it in the next 18 months. It's going to get worse Worse. because they didn't take the time. And they may not even know that there's a different way. So it's not a judgy thing. Uh, You know, it's it's a philosophical difference. And the best way I can always say is I walk into these big, you know, (laughs) multimillionaire millionaires and million dollar companies. And I'll, I'll say, who's at the top of your org chart, you know? And you can kind of get this little puffed Puff up, up, hey, me, you know, uh, and that's great because you have the authority. Yep. But let's go ahead and talk about responsibility. So if you're at the top, you're actually at the bottom of this org chart. Let's just go and just flip it around because if everyone quits, who has to do everything? The guy at the top. Yeah. Who's now at the bottom. Me. And that's when when I can have that conversation and people admit it, okay, so that's your reality. So you're carrying all the weight of this whole company, right? Yep. If you're at the bottom. So how do you want to treat the person that's taking the weight off of you? Yep. That's servant leadership yeah. and that's in the good. marketplace. That's awesome. Yeah, you've you've demonstrated that with us. So uh, we've gone over an org chart, and we were the same way. You know, here we are at the top, and you know, and here's here's our admin and our agents. And uh, you said, okay, flip it upside down. You know, we flip it. It's like, do you want to go back out? Showing homes, putting the properties yeah. in the MLS, and calling. The, it's like, well, all no, the responsibility. Yeah, all the responsibility comes back down. Okay, great. Uh, so let's figure out how to keep these people in line. Because uh, you, I think you painted a picture for us one time. So these are the walls, right? If this wall becomes broken or weak, what happens? That thing. Yeah, they're the your pillars. Of, yes, they're carrying that weight of responsibility off the of foundation. you. So yeah, how do you want to treat somebody? How long do you want to keep them? Yeah. Forever. Forever. Yes. <laughs> yes. Forever. <laughs> That's great. Um, Dion, so in your, you know, your your time of, of improving Life Center and everything you're doing, obviously there's a lot of great things that go on. There's, there's probably a lot of bad things that happen as well. So sure. what is something that keeps you up at night? Do you have anything that's just like, man, this is something, you know, my heart's really drawn to. I, I'm waking up praying about it. I, I really want to improve or change or do X. Well, Literally, I sleep very well. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know that I can't solve everything in any given moment or day. Um, It's always embracing and enjoying the journey, the process as much as possible. You know, 
the people I really want to serve are the helpers in the world. And what I mean by that, because I have a servant leadership mindset and heart and want to serve people who have that same mindset, I think about doctors. I think about the medical community. Right. I think about schools, um, principals, teachers, you know, people who are giving their life, their work to serve other people. You know, I have a special needs daughter, right. uh, severely uh, handicapped. So when I see someone take care of her, that's who I want to help. I want to help the helpers. Right. So I want to walk into, you know, massive major corporations and organizations and nonprofits who care about people and are struggling so that we can develop the system and the infrastructure to support them because if they're doing better at work, they're going to do better at home. And if they're doing better at home, they're going to do better at work. And then everyone wins. The community wins. And do I want to help people make three more million dollars? Sure. But only if you're going to use that profit and those finances to keep blessing people. Because yeah, I know I have the skill to get results. Right. I want to serve people who want to serve other people. And that's, awesome. that's what I see long term. You know, I was down at uh, UT and looking up at the medical center and I, and I, I just talked to it. Like, I'm going to be there someday. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to be in, in, up in there yeah. helping, you know, <laughs> and I, not that I know that there's any uh, problems, but uh, that's my heart. I mean, I want to help the helpers. Yeah. That's awesome. So how many people are you serving? Uh, you said you're international. How many people are you like impacting daily, weekly, monthly? What does that number look like? Yeah. So we maybe? probably have, I mean, we're still, in my mind, a startup seven years in, we're just cracking the code now. So we probably serve anywhere from 100 to 150 leaders. But, you know, as far as how many companies, we're probably only serving, you know, 10 to 15 companies right okay. now. Uh, we have a small team of coaches um, that want to go full time. We have three other coaches. Uh, also brought in a business development person that can help with finances. So, uh, we have a lot of room to grow. Um, I told Lynette, my wife, that that's our 10-year plan to get to the medical facility because we don't have the infrastructure yet. And I know I'm not going up into a big corporation until we're ready. Yeah. And skill-wise, we have it. It's just we need uh, people people who are able to do this full-time. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I know you you serve our company multiple ways. So we uh, you meet with our leadership team uh, once a month, once a quarter. Uh, you meet with our agents uh, bi-monthly, I believe. You meet with our inside sales agents yeah. once a month. You meet with our admin. Uh, and then, um, you know, with your help uh, and your your knowledge, we've also developed a leadership development program yeah. for our up-and-coming up and coaches as well. So yeah. uh, it was really cool because I know you work with a ton of companies, so you get a lot of ideas from other companies as well that you can then help implement across the board to, you know, it works great over here. Let's try it over here. And it does. And then you can, you know, kind of push that through the whole uh, organization there. So uh, part of what we do, uh, and I'm sure you know, is if anybody wants to become a coach or a mentor on our team, they're going through the leadership development course. And that's not an easy course. No. Uh, I mean, it's it's brutal. It's a six-month course. I think we got a break coming up. Finally. Yes. Uh, lots of reading, <laughs> lots of writing. Um, yeah. It's uh, it, it, But it, it's really internal. And it's one of those things where you have to dominate. You have to have that that drive, that push to do it because they're, you know, I'm tired. I get beat up all day at jujitsu. I come in here and I get, you know, I got a bunch of stuff I got to do here. I go right. home. I've got four kids. 
last thing I want to do is sit down and read, you know, 30 pages in a book. Right. So it does, it takes a lot of, you know, dedication, time and energy, but I also have, um, you know, the, the, the willpower and the drive and I have people dependent on me to get it done. You know, I can't tell everybody else to do it if I've never done it. Right. So that's something that, you know, we, we pride on is look, I'm doing it too. I'm just as busy as if not busier than a lot of people. It's Uh, an investment, It's a major investment in your life and your time. Uh, in in your business as well, because I mean you're gaining so much wealth from this knowledge, wealth, um, just life wealth as well to be a better person yeah. and know how to you know handle situations. So um, I've had multiple people tell me that you know they can see a, a difference in me. I actually got a survey back um, from when I started in 2013 to where I am. I'm just not the same person. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do around the same time frame we watch you on. You know, it's a mind it's a mind shift to to figure out how to you know, be a servant leader. Yeah. And that's been one of our biggest. Uh, yeah. And I've seen you go through the ranks and, you know, you, companies talk about promotion going up, you know, it's really I'm going a down. demotion. I'm you're going you're down. taking on more weight yep. and you, you're the COO now and you have so many more responsibilities than just serving one client at a time. Yep. You are still serving some clients, but the majority is you're taking care of your team. You're taking care of different departments, making sure the operation, I mean, yep. So many things that no one ever, they no. just don't know. They don't know. That's but, all right. you know, yeah. And it's the fact that they don't know is a credit to your work ethic and your your desire and ability to take the weight. And that's who you want to promote, right? Yep. You want to promote people and reward people who can carry the weight and be a pillar. Yeah. And now that you take it on, it's like you're careful when you think about who do I want to bring in here because – this is another investment and I don't want to bring somebody in here that six months later it's coming back on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad, a bad choice for promotion or somebody comes in, you thinking that they can do it and you're pushing some stuff off on them and then they bounce out and it's like, okay, now we're yeah. starting over. So we do, we are quick to fire, slow to hire. Same thing with promotions. Uh, we want to see the work. We want to make, we want to see the values that our company looks for uh, yeah. before we actually, you know, move people in. Our leadership team is still a team of four. Um, we just are not to the point where we are, you know, Tracy and Chris are not comfortable bringing people in yet. It's like, look, we've got our core group and this is what we're going to do until right. that one person starts to elevate. And then we'll, you know, kind of put them through the ringer yeah. and just see what it is. It should um, be tested. I mean, my daughter's 17. I remember when she was about 13 and conversations turned towards boys. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, don't look at the shiny night. They haven't been tested yet. <laughs> Find the one that's dented yeah. and a little bit rusty, and they're still kind. Like, yeah. that's who you want. It's the one. Yeah. yeah. It's all about what you look like. Yep. It, uh, yeah. It's trials, tribulations, all that stuff. So, yeah. um, I, and I've learned a ton from Tracy and Chris as well. I mean, business, um, life, you know, the whole nine yards. So they're a, yep. they're a great resource as well. And uh, very blessed to hang out with people that are, you know, that I consider way above me. And I was just having the opportunity to, you know, tag along third wheel for a long time. So yeah. uh, it's really cool to, to see where, where we started 2013 with, you know, six agents and Tracy and Chris and, uh, you know, a couple admin to where we are now, uh, 45 agents, you know, 15 to 20 admin VA personnel, yeah. ISAs. So we definitely um, are on the right path and trajectory yeah. to you know, dominate the area. So yeah, we, you know, we, we give a lot of that to you too, because you've helped us retain. We can't be where we're at without, a different mindset for retention and how to serve people as well. So uh, that's really awesome. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It has. Um, 
So, I, you know, I, I've been writing down some questions I just wanted to really uh, pick your brain on. You've answered some of them. Um, what is or what do you think is a lesson learned um, from one of your not so great experiences in, in business coaching or just in life? Well, you know, I've, this is my seventh year and literally for my first four years, I was working a part-time job and building my company mm. and I would get, you know, I'd, I'd take on risks. I'd hire people and want to pay people well, and I'm sacrificing, sacrificing. And I literally, for four years, 48 months, I'm, this is no joke. And I didn't even catch it until like the fourth year. I would have this internal dialogue at the end of the month when I'm writing checks. And my bank account was so low that I would literally say out loud, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm writing it. A few times at the end of the month. What's that? I think you actually called me a few times at the end of the month uh, just with questions on. How do I do yeah. this? How do I figure out? Yeah. yeah. And I would instantly correct my words out of my mouth because I would hear myself literally say, because that's how I felt. I'm yeah. screwed. And I would say, no, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I had to change my mindset to my situation. What I see in on paper, you know, it's getting back to the vision. Yeah. And then my next thought would be, well, I'm barely making it. And then I would counter that, well, you're barely making it. Yeah, great. <laughs> you're not upside down. So now on the other side, you know, I can laugh, but it was it was rough, man. Yeah. I, internally, you feel like quitting so many times. I mean, most entrepreneurs hit those moments or anybody who's, you know, a champion in anything, yeah. you've got your face smashed if you're a true champion in any arena, I don't care. You've been humiliated. You've been smashed. You've been embarrassed. You have felt like quitting for a number of reasons. Things, your body, your mind, your soul, things get out of whack. Yep. It's the ones who have the grit and the perseverance. And even as I'm talking, I'm having flashbacks of my childhood that was very painful. I, I went through abuse at my home. and you know, But now it's like, you know what? That developed something in me. Because I kept fighting. I, yep. I, I figured out how to survive, and survival is a key uh, quality you need at times to get through very difficult situations. <clears throat> and, you know, looking back, it's like, yeah, that those things that happened to me were really hard, but it's what helped create who I am. And it's not like it was back then and now everything's roses. You're all, it's going to be a constant battle and, you know, I think about King David. Yeah, everyone talks about Goliath. That was like battle number one with one dude. Battles. Now he's leading an army against the mass armies. Like, yeah. let's talk about those battles, yeah. you know. It's right. not just one-on-one, -on -one and he had a good skill at the slingshot. Like, you have, you better have new armor, new <laughs> everything, yeah, you weaponry. Change, you got to adapt. Yeah, and now you have something that you're fighting to protect, not just something you're fighting for. I mean, all the I love King thinking about battles and wars and kings because I think there's so much wisdom there. You know, when somebody develops a kingdom, they're not out trying to win wars anymore. They're trying to protect what they've already established. They yeah. And what do they have? Layers. You know, a king's going to sit there and have a guard on his right and the left and one outside of his you know, on the door to the chambers, queen's chambers. Yeah. And, and then they're going to be outside on the roof. There's going to be a watchtower. They're going to have a drawbridge. They're going to have a wall outside. They're going to have an arm. I mean, you talk Oops. about layers and layers and layers of protection. 
because they have something where they was worth fighting for and now they want to keep it. And that's my mindset when I come into a company. If you don't have your people there yet that you're they're fighting with you and for you, that's the first step. You gotta you gotta conquer something. You gotta get rally everybody together. Mm-hmm. And once you have it, like we're you know, we're out here at Core, yeah. okay, how do we keep this now? And and how do we grow from this? How do we grow our, you know, kingdom yep. in a sense? Because it's back to servant leadership if you have a servant leadership heart you can develop a kingdom because you actually care about people when there is no vision people perish but when you have vision people are going to flourish they're going to prosper they're going to thrive so i want to serve kingdom-minded people servant leaders who have a vision for their people not just their client not just their customer yes you have to have that but for your actual team and your family and you know live a life that there's no regret that you can get to the end and look back and say, wow, that was awesome. It was, yeah, you know, that's great. I have so many war stories. I, I can look back and, and I can listen to all the other generals that we've created. You know, it's not just me. It's not just my stories. Like we have an army of generals who all have other stories. Like that's what you're trying to create when you talk about coaches and other leaders. And it's not just yeah. me running the show in some kind of dictatorship it's no we want to we want to have this mass movement look how much money uh kings of real estate's able to give every year to nonprofits like live it and the children's home and knoxville rescue i mean if you have a little small company you can make a little contribution when you grow something you carry the weight like you probably don't think about that you come in you're putting out a fire well because you do that every day it's this mass movement that you're able to bless so many more people. Right. And sometimes we get lost in it. You know, yep. we just, ah, another fire. And it's like, we forget the, the bit, the massive influence that we have. Yep. And I always, whenever I do that, I do the same thing you do. I, I, I say that job, you know, job security. Mm. So if I thought uh, massive fire, job yeah, security. that's right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, as long as there's going to be problems and issues and threats, I've got job security. Yeah. Um, and I had to change my mindset because I, I would loathe, crap. I got to deal with this again. Yeah. But I've, I've had to change it. Yeah. And it, and it started with the OSA side and it's turned into more the operational side of how do we make this better? How do we make this experience better for our agents, for our admin and for our clients? Yeah. You know, and then all of that turns into how much more money can we give away? How many more lives can we impact and more people can we serve? Exactly. How, how big of a footprint can we, you know, establish in this area? Yeah. And, um, uh, we, we got a call, because uh, we deal with, like you said, Live at Ministries and Dream Center and the Children's Home, um, they can't take all of us anymore. So we now have to split up mm. between both locations. A good and problem. Yeah, it's a great problem. <laughs> and you don't realize it until you get told by the, the organizations, man, we're not used to having yeah. you know, 30, 40, 50 people come yeah. to each spot. We don't even have enough work for you guys. Yeah, so we've turned yeah. it into, um, you know, let's just try to bless the socks off these people and do that. Like we get comments like, what you guys did in four hours, because that's what we do. We do the entire team, uh, company-wide, we shut down once a quarter, and we go to these locations, and uh, we, we serve for four hours. And we do all the gritty stuff. You know, we're not out, you know, doing all the fun things. Right. Uh, Tracy and Chris have Yeah, you're requested, carrying boxes, sweating, Yes, they've requested whatever. us to, to actually put the work in. Yeah. Um, so we're, you know, we're making food, packing toiletries for the Knoxville Dream Center, sorting clothes. Last quarter, we were... Um, at Livet, I was at Livet, and I, we had the the opportunity to uh, unpack a 53 foot 
shipping container mm. full of tools, uh, equipment, lawnmower, like you name it, it was in there. Wow. We had to unpack the entire thing and then clean the, the containers out, threw a bunch of stuff away because it was bad, um, and then repack it, which would have taken, you know, other, you know, volunteer help um, weeks or even months. We got right. it done in less than four hours, and then we went into, you know, organizing clothes and mm. cleaning the store, and we helped them, you know, with the coffee house. And, I mean, it's just been crazy to see what – are what I consider small still right organization do for these, these local communities and, and organizations. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, and the dream center is the same way. They, they blast us on Facebook. Like, man, we can't believe how much stuff you guys got done. This is, we're a month ahead now. You yeah. know, we get them so prepped and ready with our, with our workforce, you know, of, of serving, uh, that, that they're able to get out and do what they need to do. So by us impacting them, they're out there impacting more people right. because they're not having to spend all effect. the time. Yes, yeah, so that's ripple effect. You don't yeah. know it or see it until you hear about it, right? Uh, which is really cool. Um, and that's one of the big things that we look for when we hire people. We look <laughs> for, you know, servant hearts. Uh, some of our best agents used to be, you know, waiters, waitresses, general managers of restaurants because they have the serving. They just right. serve. What do you need? Yeah. Whatever it is, I'll take care of it. I'm here to serve you and make it a good time. Yeah. I want you to enjoy your experience. And then we, you know, we really push for the reviews and the repeats and the referrals. Um, something we talk about is if you could never make another commission check in the real estate side and you only got paid on reviews, repeats, and referrals, how mm. much money would you have? Mm. Makes you raise the bar. It, you definitely raise the bar. And, you know, um, do we fail sometimes? Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't please everybody, but our goal is to impact others to prosper, whether it means clients, customers, agents, admin, whatever it is. Uh, so that, that same standard applies across the board to everybody. What can I do to just serve this person? You know, if it, if I'm an admin and I'm working with an agent on the other side of a deal, how can I get a review or a referral? Maybe even get them to join our team because we right. do so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's what we look for in people whenever we're hiring. And you can make more money. And you make more money. Absolutely. <laughs> and and. Because we make more money, we give more. I mean, it just it ripples. It continues. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, what's there's a quote saying says, uh, uh, "The size of the hole you give through is proportionate to the size of the hole you receive through." Oh yeah, that's good. And I really like that quote because it it actually it paints the picture. It's like how much do you want to give? Yeah. And it's not that you do it to receive, but that's just a byproduct of that's the key right there, Tanner. People want to give to get, and I've seen that even Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. I saw it. You know, if I get this, I'll get that back. You're giving to get. When you have a pure heart to give to give, mm-hmm. I mean, just uh, you better open a bank account because it's coming. That's just how this world's made. I know. You know, it's awesome. It's really awesome. So, um, you know, we we but back love, to your point. Yeah, shoot it. You said all that from it's because you put out fires. You you mm-hmm. you are able to build these teams because service servant leadership service is difficult. Right. right. Serving a client at a high level is not always easy. They're going through one of the most stressful times in their life. And so their family and whatever situation, it could be a new a whole list of reasons, but they're stressed. So you can come in and do a quote transaction, but that may have got them from point A to point B in the, in the cell of their home. But there's a lot more going on. You, you listening to them, yep. you taking the time to care about them you're serving them in a much more holistic way. And that's when 
uh, pearls are formed through pain, yeah. right? Yeah. A pearl is formed from the pain of an oyster going through that irritation. It forms this hard cluster to protect itself because it's going through pain. Yeah. So every time you go to work and you serve somebody else and it's not convenient, it's, it's a little weighty, mm-hmm. you're producing pearls, and everyone else is like, wow, that's that's brilliant. It's valuable. It's uh, worth so much. It's beautiful and beautiful. valuable. Yep. And you don't realize it. And then, I mean, I love Jesus. And one of the things he said is, don't throw your pearls to the pigs. Hmm. Well, what's he really saying? It took a living organism to go through a lot of pain for you to have this pearl. So don't just throw it in the yeah, mud. This is valuable here. This t- took somebody's life pain so don't don't discredit this value it and i think when we go through work and we don't think of it like that but that's what's happening every day that we're team members are struggling clients helping the community obviously why are there nonprofits because there's issues in our community that need help um there's people have a calling to get that done yes and they're stressed and you get to support them and you're a breath of fresh air for them yeah a story came to my mind talking about, you know, serving clients and, you know, there's irritations and, and just, um, serving them because it's what we need to do. You know, it's what we're called to do. And I, and I, I wasn't, you know, my work life consisted of, you know, before I joined here, I worked at McDonald's and I worked at Radio Shack and then I worked at Home Depot and then I worked at Verizon, uh, which I did really well at Verizon, you know, it's, it's great. And then I did door to door roofing sales. Mm. Um, I had to like knock on doors and can, you know, sell people why they needed to let me put a roof on their home. Um, but then get, coming to Kings of Real Estate, you know, we actually have a, a system that is different than everybody else because we are literally caring. It's it's one of these things like, why are you buying or why are you selling? And a story comes to mind, that's what I'm trying to get to, is I was sitting down with a client. It was a husband and wife, and we were up at their cabin, beautiful cabin, uh, like 1800s built. It was a restored, uh, an old uh, cabin, like, out in Newport that mm. they had torn down and brought and they built it up. And it's, I mean, it's beautiful. And, um, we're sitting there and I was like, so why are you guys selling? You know, what's your, what's your, why, you know, you, you called me out here for a reason. What is it? And it's, don't tell me. And, and I never take the answer. Well, we just want to cash out, you know, now nah, there's, right. you know, there's always something. Um, and the husband just started crying mm. and I was like, okay, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, we're getting somewhere because he'd been kind of standoffish and, and, he just wanted to get home to his kids. I mm. want to be closer to my kids. And so had I not had the training that I had from here and understood what it takes to do, because you don't have sales in real estate. It's relationships, it's community, it's mm. trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so had I not learned all that, there's no way I would have I would have been able to achieve this guy's goal of getting him what he wanted first off, which is to be close to his kids. And then, you know, taking care of all his pain points, you know, sell my home, I don't want to deal with any issue, that kind of stuff. So yeah. uh, we succeeded in that. And it was just, a, that was, I think, one of my aha moments mm. um, of doing all this is that people have a why. There's always a why. Yeah. Um, and you have to figure out what that why is. And you got to dig into it. And then yeah. sometimes it's ugly. Sometimes it's pretty. Sometimes it's emotional. Um, you know, my mom died. I got to, you know, I got to sell. You know, yeah. I, talk to, I just, I, we need to get the house gone. Or I want to be close to my kids spending too much time down here. I need to be closer to my kids and my grandkids. I never see them. Yeah. And that was really cool for me to experience that. And that's where that, mm. that impacting others to prosper really comes in because I did. I mean, I, I fulfilled our mission, which is uh, impacting others to prosper. Yeah. You know, I helped this guy prosper by 
being closer to his children. Right. Yeah. Prosperity is not limited to finances oh. and numbers. Yeah. Yep. So that was a really cool um, experience for myself. And I mm. share that a lot. Uh, and I was uh, interviewing one of our agents the other day. And she had a really, really awesome story, too. Mm. And, uh, you know, this market's super competitive. You know, the average time on market right now is, you know, 30 to 40 days before it's closed. Mm. So that means you're getting offers, closed, signed, everything. And then, like, the property exchanges uh, within 30 or 40 days. Mm. And you're getting 10, 15, 20 offers on homes going well above asking price. You know, a, a $200,000 home could go for 250 right? So I was talking to her and I said, you know, what's some big wins you've had, you know, on the team? And so she's had year to date, she's already had five closings. She's only been with us since December. Mm. Okay. So she's already had five closings and she has six More or seven. some agents all year. Oh, yeah. The average is like seasoned. Four. Yes. <laughs> Not the their first year. Four, I think, across the states, <laughs> right. four per year. Uh, and she's got six or seven pending mm. also. So collectively, wow. she's got, you know, a good year. 12 already yeah. for only being in the business for five months, six months. What is it? It's a, almost the end of May. Yeah. So I said, well, you know, what's one of your big wins? And she said, well, I was working with this, uh, this family and they, they foster children mm. and they have like 10 kids. Wow. And you know, there's a, you got to have a heart to calling to anointing yeah. to be able to, to do that. And it's not fair. I have four kids. Right. I don't want any more. Can't foster anymore. <laughs> I'm not, it's not happening. I'm good. Um, but you know, there's certain people that, that, just have that anointing and that blessing to be able to deal with it and do right. it, and, you know, cause they can love and give everything they got. Right. Um, and they, there was a $400,000 home. All right. So in this market, $400,000 is about, you know, it's, it's a little high, but it's not like, Oh my gosh, that's just an extraordinary high price. Yeah. And, uh, they were maxed out. They could not spend any more than $356,000. Mm. And they got together. They figured out what their why was. They write, wrote a beautiful letter. They prayed, they submitted the offer and they got the deal. Wow. So she impacted this family, literally, it's of 12, so mom and dad, 10 children. Yeah. And got them. That's I, awesome. I mean, that's, that's massive. That's going above and beyond. Yes, that's like that <laughs> second mile service, impacting right. those prosper, you name it. Yeah. We're the Chick-fil-A of real estate right now, that's you right. know what I mean? So <laughs> That's cool. Um, it, was, it was a really cool story to hear her, mm. only been in five months, to be able to just, the confidence. Right. And just knowing exactly what it is to get things done, it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, to hear her story. Yeah. And it's good to know that cash isn't always winning, you know? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not you appeal to somebody's heart. And sometimes yeah, you got to sell it, you find that match and yeah, that's yeah. good. It was really, it that's was awesome. It was really fun to, um, you know, see her succeed. And, and I told her, I was like, I, I can't believe it. You know, I know our systems are, you know, they work. Right. Uh, but to see somebody come in, take the blinders off and just go with it was yeah, awesome. That so, is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. I mean, it, it it really blew my mind. I, I honestly, I still, I've told like eight people about the story already because it's like, and just her success she's having. Yeah. Because um, that just shows you if you just plug in to any system, if people have a proven track record mm -hmm. and you plug in and you just do it, you don't know any better. Right. Do what they're told. Do what you're told when it comes to the process and the systems. And you will, yeah. you know, you will You succeed. have the foundation for success. Now use your servant leadership's heart yep. to negotiate, to figure out a way to problem solve as if it was your problem. That's exactly what she did. Yes. She got in their shoes and said, I am going to be innovative. I'm going to take this platform I have, this foundation training, and I'm going to get innovative because I'm going to do whatever it takes to serve my clients at the highest level possible. And that's what it takes in this market. If you have 10, 15 offers, you have to do something different than what everybody else out. is doing out to. there. And coming and, in 
$46,000 under asking price isn't, yeah. isn't standing out. That's, that's drawing attention. Like we don't want this offer. Yeah. You know, if I was a seller, that's what I'd be looking at. Well, I'm listed at 400 and you come in 4,600. Right. Peel into the heart. You got to appeal to it, man. Yeah. There's always a why. Let yep. me tell you why you need to take our offer. That's right. Let me tell you why you should work with these people. Yeah. And the seller might be so happy because they put their heart and soul into their home mm-hmm. and they've been praying, God, we want to, we want to turn this over to the person who's going to value yes. this. Who's supposed to have it. Heritage that we have developed. Yeah. yeah. And that's it's, just cool. It's wild. That's awesome. So the more, the more I'm <laughs> in business and the more I just see things, the, you know, the, the more I'm with you and with Tracy and Chris and, you know, and, and the company, the, the more like aha moments, you know, you continue to see and get. And it's like, man, so we are making a difference. Even though yeah. if you're in the minutiae day to day, you don't see it because right. you, like we talked about, you're putting out fires, you're writing checks like, man, I'm, this sucks, you know, but it's like, okay, hold on. If I write this check, this person's blessing, you know, I'm blessing them. Now yeah. they're going to go bless how many people, right? You do that times 10 yeah, and you just continue, continue, continue it. Right. It, that ripple effect is real and it's, and it becomes massive. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, Dion, um, quotes, you know, bring out a lot of feelings and emotions and, mm. um, you know, the heart. So what, what's your favorite quote? Do you have a quote that you just kind of lean back on or you say to yourself quite a bit to maybe help you get through it or to put things in perspective for people in life or? Yeah, there, I, there's a couple. I'm, I'm a quote guy, so <laughs> to Good. narrow it down to one is hard. Um, here, Here's the best one. Give me your natural answer. Sometimes you win, sometimes you what? What's the cookie-cutter answer? Right. Yep. So I coached the girls' basketball team that I inherited uh, several years ago, and they won the championship year before. They lost two games, and I knew we were going to win. They're great. So I said, girls um, – Sometimes we win, sometimes you what? Lose. Lose. That's what everybody says. I had to change my mindset, and it has turned into a quote. It's one of the core values of my own company now. Sometimes we win, sometimes we dominate, Dominate. and sometimes we learn. Hmm. Because you talk about everyone that's a real winner, champion, they say when we lose, when we fail, we learn. You always hear it. So. I don't even think about losses anymore. I don't care what the score is. What did we learn? How can we improve? How do we get better? So to me, that's a foundational, whether I'm coaching girls, whether I'm talking to my own team, whether I'm talking to others, you know, sometimes we win, sometimes we dominate Dominate. and sometimes we learn. So that's been a foundational quote that really keeps my mind. How do I dominate? How do I dominate? Ah, I, I, I almost feel bad when I'm just winning. (laughs) <laughs> like seriously because i have this bar now it's in like my mindset like i want to crush the market i want to crush this team yep. not to f- make them feel bad because i i just want to develop people to their highest potential whatever you know i'm doing so it's awesome yeah yeah sometimes we win sometimes we dominate yeah and sometimes we learn sometimes we learn yeah that's that's uh <clears throat> that's bold it's a bold move yeah i think most entrepreneurs uh, love to win, love to dominate. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we don't like to learn. You know, it's like, hey, right. you know, we're, <laughs> we have not Yeah, it's irritating. Yeah. But um, then you're like, yeah, yeah, but there's another pearl. There is. Yeah. Let's look at this again. See what we got to <laughs> do differently next time right. and learn so that we can dominate whenever we go back out. Exactly. Um, that is really big. We, you know, I think just in life, it, it's important that you don't, um, 
confuse dominating uh, and and feel bad about dominating. Yeah, like you had said, because you know we're only here for a short time and we're here to make an impact. And the only way you're going to impact somebody is to dominate the arena you're in. Yeah. So that you can impact the people that you need to impact. And yeah, um, I, we have great mindsets that way. Uh, we love Jesus. You know what I mean? We love money. We, you know, it's like uh, we love to win and we yeah. love to dominate yeah. and giving because we love money because we give it. Right. And we love winning. And it's just, it's this full cycle, you know, deal of, yeah. Of just dominating so that we can do the things that we need to do. Yeah. So that. Jesus didn't wake up and he's like, well, I hope I have an okay day. Yeah. Dude, he had a mission. Yeah. I'm going to go cure this disease today. I'm going to go up against dominating Satan today. Every day. Yeah. I'm going to train this team of rugrats and <laughs> teach them how to dominate because right. I'm not going to be here that long. Right. Gonna, and they better figure this they out. They need to know. <laughs> They're going to learn today. That's right. That's funny. Um. So, before we wrap it up here, <clears throat> you gonna do jujitsu? We talked about this. Uh-huh. I am definitely considering it. Good, at least a trial. Okay, yeah. I'm not committing. You're not gonna commit <laughs> to on a air certain right belt now, huh? level. <laughs> no, I'm not committing to it. I am gonna try it. I just I'm not committing to like Good. a certain belt. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you don't have to commit to a belt. Belts are yeah, that is what it is. Uh, belts are a byproduct, right? It's that ripple. That's They're right. It's just a byproduct yeah. of showing up and dominating. Yeah. Or being dominated because you're going to learn a lot yeah. whenever you do it. Uh, one thing, and I, I I mean, I love jujitsu. I've been doing it since 2016. Um, I'm nowhere near like a, com, you know, a competitor or, you know, anything fancy. But um, it's just fun because whenever you do jujitsu, you don't realize the, the impact that it has um, to your mind mm. and being able to overcome and being able to just achieve mm. Uh, you know, greatness really, because, uh, you know, I started in 2016, you know, I went to the gym um, where I, where I train at uh, for three years before I joined jujitsu and I Mm. had, you know, great friends at the gym. Um, And then I walk into jujitsu and the people that are at the gym didn't do do jujitsu. So I walk in, I'm like, ah, crap. You know, I don't know anybody here. New crew, new new vibe, new everything. And that was a scary thing. Uh, and I'm super personable, but when it comes to that kind of stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, just like, man, I, I don't want to start over from the beginning. Yeah, I know how to work out. I'm great at all the workouts, but then it's learning something new. Yeah, I think is what is intimidating. It's not you got to go, you know, make friends or any of that. It's just like I don't want to look foolish. Yeah, because um, I feel that. I think you feel that as well whenever you do things. But it's uh, that overcoming, even if it's just a small step. Okay, I'm just going to walk in. Yeah. That makes you 1% better, 1% better, 1% yeah. better daily. And, not, and yeah. I take that from you. Um, small wins. Small wins lead to big victories. So yeah. I started in 2016. Um, here we are, 2021. And uh, I'm super glad I did it. There's not a day that goes by that I'm like, man, mm. I really wish I just didn't join jujitsu. Yeah. You know, because it changed your life. It changed your life, your, your mental health, uh, your obviously your physical you know, health. Um, and then whenever you get shown something here at work, it's like, man, it's not a big deal. Mm. I just got choked out 12 times this morning, <laughs> punched in the eye, right? Uh, you know, and my arm was snapped Yeah. and I, okay, I got a guy upset because we for, put the sign in the wrong yard. Right. You know what I mean? Not that we don't want to perform, you know, great service for our clients, but it's nothing compared yeah. to facing death. Perspective. Yeah. Perspective, man. Yeah. So, and it helps me be able to, uh, you know, contribute to the team because I'm, Faced with situations every day, got to make hard decisions. Yeah. Just like if I've got my arm, you know, being twisted, am I going right. to tap right now or do I let it break or can I get out of it? Yeah. You got three choices. Yeah. 
let yourself uh, go through something a little bit mm-hmm. extreme, and then it makes everything else seem like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, so we use Slack in our company, and, and my status right now I put on because I'm going through some uh, personal uh, growth for, you know, I'm dieting some certain ways, and I've cut some stuff out. And and I saw this quote, and it said, do something hard, it's worth it. Mm. You know, we go through life doing everything is the path of least resistance. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to do this because it's easy. Right. I'm going to do this because it's easy. Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll go ahead and you know do that because, you know, somebody else already done, I'll just follow up. Right. But if you never put the work in, you never do things that are hard or put you in your comfort zone, just like working out, you know, you're sore after you work out because you're, right. you're, you're growing. Yeah. So if you don't feel pain as you're, as you're moving and changing in your personal life, you're never going to, yeah. you're never going to grow. Yeah. So that, that was a. Uh, Something so I look at it every morning because you know I was like, man, I really want to do X. It's like, yeah, I got to do something hard. And pain's, you know, I think this is a whole nother topic. Mm-hmm. Pain is the thing I think we medicate against, mm-hmm. but it's the sign of growth. Yeah. It growth pains. Yep. Think about when you grieve a, a loss of a relationship. What did that tell you? You know, I had an emotional disorder. That's part of my story for thirty-five years. You know, ten years ago, I got diagnosed and started making changes. Yeah. So I was always thinking through emotion, which is crazy. It's like a robot. But yeah. here's the thing. If you lose somebody or something, like a job or something, and you feel pain, that means there was a blessing for how long. Right. When when somebody's weeping at a funeral, to me that's the most beautiful sign you could ever see. That means there's such love yep. that – you know, there's a million stories. So when you go through pain, it's showing the process, you know, like you said, when you lift, you just tore a muscle and you actually just got bigger. And you got to let it heal. And I think we we're so afraid and we're so, um, comfort, we want to comfort ourselves. I, I don't know what the word, you know, pacify ourselves against pain. And it's almost a scary prayer, but almost like if that's what it actually takes to keep leveling up, because when I look back on my life and Painful. what you're saying, the pain points is what makes you who you are. And yep. then you hear the quotes like, you know, makes you stronger and stuff. But it's true. And it's like, eh, bring it on. Bring it like, on. Like hopefully not too much where I break, <laughs> but enough where I don't want to just coast. I mean, yeah, then you life get would bored. suck. Yeah, if, you, if you're just... <laughs> It's just easy. Yeah. Uh, that's you know, not for me. What I don't enjoy though is, you know, mowing grass, pulling weeds. That's hard. Yeah. You know, that's 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 a that's a hard pain point for me. And those are the ones that I'm just like, I'm not doing that. But when it comes to mental and, you know, working out, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Even, you know, business, if it's painful, I gotta I gotta go have a hard conversation with someone. Right. Because that hard conversation either it does two things. Either it leads to growth or it leads to true character and how they react yeah. is gonna depend on yeah. I guess it's still going to lead to growth because they may not be here. Right. Or that may give me the opportunity to level them up as well. Uh, yeah. Just from, you know, a leadership aspect. Yeah. So, so I think you said cutting grass and pulling weeds. Just ain't doing it. Very painful. Very painful. So for me. I think if you committed to do it once with the idea, what am I going to learn from this? I'd be. I bet there's a story there. I'll bet. I'm serious. I just I'll bet there's a doing story, it and I'm just done. Right. <laughs> I did it my whole life until I, I moved to Tennessee in 2013. So you 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 don't do it because you used to had to do it. Yep. But if you actually came in and said, "I'm going to do it one time," just to, instead of because I don't have to, 
But I'm going to do it to see what I can learn from this. I wonder what would happen. I'd like I think the there's a story. I would complain the whole time. I don't time. think you would. I think there's something there. I'm I'm serious. Okay. Well, maybe we'll save that for another episode. So what I'm going to do today, I'm going to not have the guy pull weeds for a week, and I'm going to do it. I'm just kidding. Just I'm not doing once. that. When you do it, I'll show up at the gym. Okay. Okay. Well, we already supposed to have a fight on the books that you missed. That was in, in uh, December. December. That's right. Yeah, you missed it. I know. Yeah, I did. I did get a chance to uh, to wrestle Nathan Clark from Rhode Island. I saw that. Yeah, that was uh, looked like he dominated him. Well, what what's funny is his uh, his top ISA Chris uh, recorded a lot of us, you know, rolling around and fighting. Yeah. Uh, but he only decided to put up the last you know minute of the video <laughs> oh where I was gosh. actually winning. Uh, Nathan's probably six four, six five, two Huge. fifteen, maybe two thirty. I don't know his actual yeah. weight. Uh, sorry, Nathan. Um, muscle. Yeah, mu- straight <laughs> muscle, and he mopped me. He mopped the floor with me, mm. just rolled me all over the place. And, oh and, uh, gosh. you know, Chris, he's my homie. Uh, he decided to, to cut out majority <laughs> of that and just showed me flipping Nathan, getting on top and then trying to go for an arm bar or some wow. sort of Kimura. So, uh, it was really fun to, um, you know, I, to, to have that. And That's then, right. uh, I took, you know, I, I took Mount full Mount. Uh, and I took a picture of me smiling. So now anytime he messages me <laughs> or calls me, it's just that's, the, to see that. that's the profile picture oh that I get gosh. to see. So then I'm in a good mood. Right. You know, like, okay, yeah, I can deal with anything coming up. That's you know, Nathan's right. gone. Sure, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, remember that time I beat you up? <laughs> oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah, we all do. So, um, well, last thing, Dion, um, you know, before we, before we wrap this up, um, if we have interested businesses and leaders or people – um, in the community or even just across the nation, because this is going to be, you know, all over the internet. Yeah. Um, how, what's the best way to get in touch with you? What's the best uh, method for people to, you know, maybe get some sort of demo, free consultation, um, something like that? Yeah. Just go to our website, improvinglifecenter.com and click on the button, schedule your free evaluation that will set up a free consultation and, there's really no strings attached. It's truly a free session just to find out what's going well, what's going on, uh, and see if we can help in any way. I mean, we can customize our services. We love going on site, you know, to companies and really getting to know their people a little bit and finding out from their perspective, from an objective third party, party. you know, what's going on, what's going well for your team. And, um, I think it leads to quick results because, you get a lot of intel and data that you can use to create vision for the next year. And, but yeah, it starts with a free call. And uh, if that's something that, you know, seems like it's a win-win for both sides then move forward. If not, it's okay. No big deal. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what is one thing, one takeaway that you would uh, want the audience to really take away from this? Do you have anything right off the bat that, you know, uh, you, you just want them to absorb after everything we've talked about. That's just like, if you can just take this one thing, what would that be? Yeah. Uh, I guess analyze and think through your philosophy of leadership. Are you the type of leader who looks down and, you know, you've, you've maybe had to claw your way up, but now that you're at the top, you're alone. Like you feel lonely. You feel like, wow, I've just put all this effort to get here and this is it and it it doesn't feel satisfying. Uh, Or if there's something inside of you that just feels like there's got to be a different way, 
I think that looking at a paradigm shift, it's time to reinvent yourself, reinvent your structure, reinvent your mission, your vision. Um, and, you know, you don't have to hire me to do that, but I think it's worth considering where you're at and, uh, you know, considering different options so that you can get different results. Yeah. Uh, I, I know so many leaders, they are, they don't feel like they can talk to their team about certain things. They don't really have friends, a safe space that yeah. they can talk with. Um, but, you know, just consider that there is uh, a different option and, you know, bring Zig Ziglar, you know, I, I love him and his quotes, but he says, you know, you, you'll have everything in life if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Yeah. And that's a servant leadership mindset. Absolutely. I'm here to serve other people. And, you know, I served 15 years in the restaurant industry. I was a server for 15 years. That's a long time. And so I had to learn that my income is based on my level of connection and service to other people. Yeah. And now I take all those principles from a decade and a half into a different product or a different service, but it's the same heart. Yep. And, you know, uh, Rudy Kasumo out in California, I love what he said one time, whether he made it up or not, I don't know, but he said money is a certificate of appreciation for a job well done. That's and perfect. that's what I did for 15 years. <laughs> I would get, a certificate and usually I like hope that I did such a good job they go in the back layers you know yeah, you, get, you get multiple <laughs> get that hundo get, yeah. <laughs> but you know people would look at my wad of money literally get like at the end of the shifts and like these new guys these 20 you know 25 year old and they'd be like there are literal jaws dropping how did you do that and I was like dude there's no secret one one second answer of like Me. I out it's a million tweaks over yeah. 15 years. And I that's what it takes. and out-serve everybody else on the floor. Every time. And I'm going to dominate. Every time. Every time. Yeah, because your mindset shifts, you know. Instead awesome. of, I want to make $2, uh, you know, I want to make $20, yeah. I want to make $120. It's like, no, I want to give wow service to every single customer in front of me, whether they're the one paying the bill or not, yep. whether they're 3 or, you know, 85 and I'm literally going to give the absolute best service. One of my goals one time was I want every show, because I worked at uh, the Stampede, yep. one of my goals was that I wanted somebody every day to give me a hug and somebody to tell me that was the best service they've ever had. That was one of my goals. didn't happen awesome. every day, but that was my mindset coming right. in. Because I know if I get that, then I know I did my best job. And no I can't follows. make them, yeah, I can't make them give me a certain amount of money, but... I can do everything possible to make their experience amazing. And awesome. uh, when you have that mindset, you know, it's going to change your relationships, you know. So just rise up and that's amazing. keep dominating, man. Always Don't be dominate. afraid to dominate, win, and learn. Yeah, that's awesome, man. All right, well, uh, Dion with uh, Improving Life Center. So if you want to call Dion, uh, his number is 865-446-0353. And uh, you can go to his website, just improvinglifecenter.com. Check him out. Uh, he is international. I believe he's got some uh, Canadian uh, help up there. So, uh, Dion, we really appreciate you being on the podcast today, man. Uh, yeah. And we look forward to awesome. doing another one. See you on the mat. Yes, sir. <laughs>